0: episode of dames and discussions where dames have discussions with people who may not be dames so today sitting with us in dames and discussions who is not a dame but is still an awesome DD person and just generally awesome dude is Stefan Roots? Can you introduce yourself to the audience?
1: Okay, so as you've said, my name is Stefan Roots. I work for a company called Solopop Distribution. We are the importers and the local distributors for a range of tabletop games, one of which includes Dungeons & Dragons, the role-playing game.
0: Cool. And for those of you whom this may be your first time here, I am actually Carla Harris, the DM of Dum uh, Dum Die, our actual play co- podcast. And where we are situated is in South Africa. So I think this is going to be a really, really interesting discussion because I can only imagine that it's. Well, maybe you should tell us, Stefan, what is it like to try and uh, bring DD to South Africa and. How but, do you do it? Well,
1: it's, it's very exciting working with games. So I've been in the new industry for about six years now, two years with soda. Okay, Pop. well, you don't look at... Yeah. Well, as an aside, if you're listening to this, we
0: do have yeah. a video version, so you can check that I'm actually telling the truth.
1: Um, so, just a bit of background: Solar Pop is actually the product of uh, three companies that merged together two years ago. Uh, the three separate companies: Blowfish, which specialized in you know collectibles and trading card games; another company called Board Games, specialising in board games; then Sky Castle Games, who also did board games and some uh, pop culture type items. We'd been working together in in, in the industry for a number of years. Um, obviously, you know, selling similar types of products. sharing a similar customer base, and at one point we decided to join our forces together through an initiative called Unplug Yourself, which we just use as a vehicle to promote tabletop gaming as a general. Mm -hmm. Eventually, we decided, you know what, we're working together to promote the market. We're all working in the same industry. We should at some point probably just join our forces. So for me, it's been great to work with something that is ultimately for me a hobby. I'm actually a trading card game player at heart, specifically Magic the Gathering. Look, we
0: won't judge you. Yeah, (laughs) for sure.
1: Um, And I'd gotten into role-playing games uh, a couple months ago. Um, when I bought my girlfriend the starter set and with a couple of friends we just started we're going to try out the first uh, campaign uh, So you're
0: saying your girlfriend was the gateway to D&D. Yes. She, this is the best thing I've yes. heard.
1: she's also our our, our DM. Oh um, yeah?
0: yeah? yeah. So
1: we, we've been having lots of fun playing it um, as I said, traditionally a trading card game player myself but she's always been into role playing games so I said, you know, let's let's try it out together and it's it's been really great for us um, It's really only been about the past year and a half that Solopop's been distributing Dungeons & Dragons in to the local market. Uh, we've been supplying Wiz of the Coast products, which includes Avalon Hill board games and Magic for a number of years, but they'd always use a third-party supply for D&D. Mm. What, would that be Company was located in the UK. As a result, there wasn't really a ready supply. The product was very it's expensive. Very it was difficult for people to import, you know, as an individual or as a store for that matter. And it was about a year and a half ago we got the distribution right. Since then, we've just seen it go from strength to strength. Um, having ready access to the product, being able to really approach the stores to host the events, trying to grow the communities mm. for a product that you carry. It's obviously a benefit there. And since then, it's been been absolutely wonderful for us. It's it's, uh, it's our top RPG out of all the brands that we stock.
0: Okay. Cause that was going to be my next question. I mean, we're going to come back to the fa- uh, to your yeah. games and things like that, of course. But, uh, so what, do you, what do you do to promote, uh, so like tabletop role-playing? I know you mentioned unplug yourself. So we're not necessarily only talking about D and D. Um, so do share more about unplug yourself and possibly then also how we could push D and D further?
1: Okay, sure. So Unplug Yourself, as I said, is a vehicle we use really to promote the tabletop genre in South Africa. Something that contrasts us to markets like Europe or the US. We don't have a strong culture of families playing games together. And if they do, it's typically a very old style of games like Monopoly Monopoly and Cluedo and so on, which as far as I'm concerned, aren't really the type of games that people should be playing.
0: Yeah, it (laughs) Um, it, it never feels like a family fun time. It feels like family hate time. Yes, exactly.
1: So there's, there's a whole new generation Of board games That that people don't Necessarily have access to Because people aren't Aware of them As I said We don't specifically Have that culture Where sitting together On a Friday night Or on a weeknight For that matter Is something that Families do together Mm -hmm. A lot of people Tend to approach games As a way It's something that I buy for the kids And it's something To keep them quiet they don't approach it as something, this is something that all of us can do together. Um, so Unplug Yourself is trying to w- move away a little bit about the stigma attached to a bit of games, expose people to the sort of games. So typically when we go to an expo, be it Icon um, or you know something like Rage or so, we have a demo stand that we set up and it's just an opportunity for people to come together and if you see a game that interests you, you can try it out that's ultimate that exposure getting people to play their first game you can tell someone a game's awesome or you can show them it's awesome mm. and that is really what unplug yourself is about it's completely separate to the company uh, we use it as i said especially when we mm. do promotions for various tabletop games uh, to, in order to give people an introduction to what is available out there
0: so would you say it's it's quite a hard mo- i would imagine south africa is a is a very hard market
1: It is, yes. As I said, because we don't have that established culture where people say, oh, board games, great. You know, I've got a couple at home. I'm looking for a new game or so. But uh, I like to think that everyone's a gamer. If they're not, it's simply because they haven't found the right game as yet. I like that. And with the amount of games that they're releasing every year, I think currently it's about... 3,000 new board game titles a year or so. It's, it's a massive amount. There really is something for everyone. So people just really need to decide, you know, I need to get past the point that I may have played Monopoly in the past. I don't like that style of board game, but as I said, that's the old generation. We are now in a new era when it comes to tabletop games. Whether it's trading card games or RPGs or board games or miniatures for that matter, there really is something for everyone. And a lot of people just need to sit down, take the time, try out a game, and then they'll find something that they like.
0: Okay, well, I mean, that happened to you because you say you were very much, not that you're not anymore, but you're yeah. very much Magic the Gathering, and then your wonderful girlfriend was like, ah, come over here, try this, yeah. and opened her cloak and revealed yeah. D&D. Wow, that came out gross. I apologize to your girlfriend and to you and to the <laughs> listeners.
1: Yeah, mm. as I said, I, even even myself, uh, you know, being being a strong trading card game player, I've, you know, a couple of years back also started getting into board games slowly t- Starting to grow my collection mm-hmm. or so We've now started to buy A lot of D&D type items as well Because mm-hmm. if you get into it And if you're an enthusiast You'd really want to get A lot of things that go for it uh, I'm, I'm a strong collector myself So if there's a hundred in a series And I get one I'm always like, you know Only 99 to go yep. I'm almost there And so I tend to throw myself Into, into the games And D&D's been wonderful for us You know, ha- had a good time You know, buying the miniatures And getting the manuals And all sorts mm-hmm. of things That go with it You know, uh, we've got an adventure grid You know, it's nice having A dry erase board That you can draw maps on it's just all these new elements that you get to add to it and adds to the excitement of the game
0: okay so now tell me about your first character tell me about your adventure set um, and for those of you who don't know the lovely girlfriend is in the room so he can't say, he can't be like oh worst time ever <laughs> not that he would but I'm just saying okay so, uh, as I said, we would bought
1: the starter, which I, I think set up really for only about four players and six players, perhaps, and, and a DM. But we've got hmm. a large group of eight people in our group, oh, including wow. our DM. here. Yeah. Your um, girlfriend's
0: an amazing DM. Yeah. That's a lot of people.
1: <laughs> and it's been a lot of fun. I, uh, I, I play a human fighter. Okay, um, cool. Yeah. Human! Human, yeah. Um, currently a level three. Um, as I said, it's still the starter campaign, so I understand there's uh, dragons waiting for us. We've encountered our first batch of zombies. Okay. A little earlier today, we were fighting some giant spiders, um, and it's been really great fun. I remember our. Our first uh, campaign, we were so, you know, n- having never really played a tabletop RPG before, we were so wary about, you know, leaving something out. We want to explore everything. We want to lift <laughs> every tile, expe- inspect l- every sort I of cover. look all the dustbins. Yeah, ex- <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, uh, I mean, our first encounter uh, was with a couple of goblins. You know, there wasn't a whole lot of them, but we had terrible roles. We almost nearly died <laughs> in our first... I was like, please let, me, <laughs> please, let it not be like this going forward. Um, I have to say, my bad luck with the dice rolls I have Continued. Okay. Uh, if, if I hit a nine, I consider it to be a good, uh, good roll. Wow! Days.
0: I feel like those dice yeah. need to be like donated to someone, yeah. possibly your GM. Yeah. Hopefully, um, you know yeah. those bad roles continue. Yeah when they donated to the GM yeah. and get a new one. Or as um, our, our one player, Kirsten, always says, put them in dice gel and then they'll know what they did
1: was okay, wrong. Nice. Yeah, we might consider that dice gel. Sounds like yeah. a good idea. But, uh, and then yeah.
0: you just look at them and you roll your other dice in front of them like this could be you, but <laughs> you're not.
1: Yeah. So, uh, I mean, there, there's a battle with a dragon on the horizon and oh, we're very yeah? much looking forward to that. Yeah.
0: Uh, that's, that's great. I actually have never played the starter set, so I didn't – I didn't know there was dragons. Mm. But I think the reason, one of the reasons I never played the starter set is because it was really hard to get. Mm. And to import it was, even though maybe it costs you 400 rand, no, what, 600 rand? So let's say 600 rand. Those are not exact numbers. Don't quote me on them. But let's say it costs you 600 rand, but then when you get it here in South Africa, you have to pay import taxes, and it just turns into like a 2,000 rand game game. Yeah, it's so lots of associated
1: it's, it's, costs, and uh, as I've said before, just the supply has been unreliable. Um, so, for any of the listeners out there in the local market, you can purchase the start of under four hundred rand.
0: Oh wow! Which, oh, wow. as
1: a game that accommodates six players, is a very reasonable price for you and a group of friends to get going. And there's a lot of playability. It's something that you can you know stretch out over a couple of months, depending how often you want to play. Uh, but it's really a lot mm-hmm. of good value and. The supply is available now, which is a big thing towards, uh, you know, getting new players into the game. It's, it's great when you say but, you know, get into D&D. But if the starters aren't there or they don't have a nearby venue that can show mm-hmm. them the basics, they can't sit in on a group that's playing with an experienced DM, teach them a little bit about character creation mm-hmm. or as an aspiring DM, how you should be running your games and so mm-hmm. on. Um you know, it, it helps to have all of those things available for someone, whether it's the start, product, the accessories, or just the venue where you can go and watch Absolutely. people play for that matter.
0: Absolutely. I mean, all our podcasts, which people can listen to, totally. Yeah. Although, <laughs> rules are not as written. <laughs> let's not even yeah. pretend. <laughs> um, but so how many of your, of your table actually had played before?
1: None of us had played before. None. It was everyone's first time. I remember our first session. We got together at about 10 in the morning. I think we left at about 7 in the evening. And we hadn't progressed very far other than having <laughs> a near-death experience with a troop of goblins.
0: Well, the fact that uh, you survived is, is a good yeah, job. Good yeah. job.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Um, So it's it's, it's been a new thing for all of us. But, I mean, I I enjoy heroic fantasy novels, so it's great. My character is someone like that as well. He really wants to, you know, prove himself. So a lot of us gravitated towards it. Um, I I think my my, my girlfriend was the catalyst because she's always been playing a lot of RPGs, not tabletop, but, you know, digital sort of games. So she's Mm -hmm. been steering that for us.
0: That, for me, is actually so awesome because in some of the other discussions we had, and, I mean, I think everyone well, maybe just me, but I think people, when they have experienced something one way, they think it's the same experience for everyone else. And I always felt that, you know, especially in South Africa to get into Dungeons and Dragons, you needed to, usually for females, they needed to be dating someone who played it or, so it's really, really cool for me to find that it was the reverse for you guys. I'm very excited by that. Not yeah. in a weird way. No, it's, sure. we're, we're, we're cool.
1: <laughs> and, and that's one of the main things that we try to do is really make these games accessible for everyone. Um, you know, we, when you look at what the, as I said, the gaming culture is like in South Africa, we, we've moved. You know, not just locally, but also internationally, we moved away from the point where hobby stores are the exclusive domain of you know teenage or mid twenties males. Mm. It's now open to everyone. You've got businessmen, businesswoman playing. You've got families playing together. It's really, it's something for everyone, uh, and that's what it's all about. Is if you want to try it out, you should be able to do it and do it in a comfortable setting.
0: Yeah, and I was gonna. Uh, one of my questions that I had initially planned on asking you is what do you think we could do to like grow, grow the community and grow, um, female players. But I think you might've touched on it already. So with your unplug yourself events and the fact that you're giving a space for people to embrace playing, but without feeling like someone's going to judge them and be like, you don't know how to play. You're not allowed to play. So,
1: it, it all comes down to exposure. As I said, we use things like Unplug Yourself in order to, at the trade shows, try and market it to a broader audience. But there's a lot of initiatives that the stores themselves engage on. You know, uh, it's a hobby store that's hosting all sorts of tournaments, whether it be Warhammer or Pokemon for that matter. And they have introductory sessions. Um, they say, you know what, we have these other systems available that you can come and play. If you're interested in role playing games, come and try this out. We'll have a session where you can just focus on character creation or, you know, a, a, you know tips for a DM or so we'll just come and sit and watch um, and the things that you guys are doing with the podcast as well. It's great putting it out on the Internet. It's I, lo- I spreading love that the you came
0: back and brought it back around. Yeah. It. <laughs> um,
1: it's letting people know that these things take place. Uh, it's, it's often surprising. You'll find that there are people who are interested in a game and they don't know that there is a local gaming store, you know, mm-hmm. two blocks away from them. They want to play this, but they don't know how do I tap into that community. At the same breath, there's the store who doesn't, you know, always know how to exactly link up to that community that is in their neighborhood for that matter. And we're trying to promote it to bring all of these groups together. So social media is really good for us. Being at the at the shows is really good for us. Um, sometimes it happens, you know, a, a, someone goes to Rage and he's a digital gamer and he drags along his girlfriend or vice versa. She drags along his boyfriend and he's more into tabletop. They go and browse around the like, you yeah, know, this is not just the hardware and a software show Rage anymore, mm-hmm. like it had been a couple of years uh, ago. And then it gives people an opportunity to explore some of these other things.
0: Yeah. Um, for those of you listening who aren't in South Africa, so Rage is our local um, mainly uh, digital gaming uh, expo. But as Stefan says, it's it's growing more now and it's adding some cosplay, it's adding some um, tabletops and general uh, geek merch as part of its mix,
1: yeah, it's almost like our version of, of E three, if you wanted to imagine it. And uh, just
0: m- much, much smaller. Just like much smaller. You, yeah, and like.
1: Yeah. And uh, I mean, if we look at how the market. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> if we look at how the market has grown over the last couple of years, uh, you know, six years ago when we were at Rage, our stand consisted of a single trestle table with a tablecloth and two demo people trying to teach people how to play trading card games. Okay. Now, when we go to Rage, Unplug Yourself is one of the biggest stands. You know, competing mm. with the likes of PlayStation and some of the big electronic companies, and it's a big draw factor. And you can go play almost any sort of game when you're there. As you said, mm. it's taken on this thing with cosplay is a big thing. Cosplay competitions. People go to the show mm. just for the cosplay or just mm. for some of the pop. Culture and some of the geek and tabletop related products whereas this is something that used to be traditionally just an electronics type show you can mm-hmm. see that shift happening in the mentality of the consumers about what it is that they're expecting people are a lot more open in terms of expressing themselves what is it is that they're looking for and also the, the industry players the stores and you know the guys that organize these shows are looking for these things they say you know Gaming isn't just exclusively electronic gaming. Mm. You are a gamer whether you're playing with a console or it's an RPG or it's a board game. Mm. Just appeal to the gamers in someone.
0: So now I know uh, we also have, uh, I mean, obviously everywhere has, but we have uh, like a hobby expo or do you guys go to that? But that's not necessarily focused on like geeks only. So what is the reception like at that kind of expo?
1: So there's a show called Hobby X, um, which, Focuses more on the Family type market There's almost no Electronic type products Available there It's all sorts of hobbies Whether it be decoupaging or Scrapbooking But right up to People just playing Games or so We have a presence there Because again It's the family market That you're attracting And it's an opportunity To expose different Types of people To the games Mm -hmm. Uh, Rage you might have Just the teenagers Or the young adults Coming through to the shows But with a show Like Hobby X You have the families Coming through And they're looking For a different type Of game that they can As I said Once again play together Uh, Next month we're going to have the icon comics and games convention which is more the traditional geek type show that we might know of um, that's going to be present there um, that's happening at Empress palace uh, next month uh, and that's more probably where you'd find the tabletop rpg type products the mm. card games the miniatures the live action role play crowd that goes through so as i said more the traditional mm. geek crowd as we probably would refer to them
0: no, for sure. Um, and so since you bring in everything, there's, there was mention on the current, the recent stream of many eyes that we're getting new settings. Is Sorry, guys, this is actually just a question for me and probably also for Tristan and the rest of my group is whether um, Pop will be bringing in these settings that we can also buy them and have them.
1: Yes. So the <laughs> big thing, as I said, apart from after you've done the exposure for people to give them access to just the brand as a general, mm-hmm. the game, you need to give them access to the products as well. So, we're trying to bring in all these products now as well. Um, I know Mordenkind and Stoma Foes, as an example, is just released. Mm. Uh, that's not necessarily a campaign type book, but later this year we do have um, Dragon Heist, Waterdeep Dragon Heist, being released.
0: Okay, 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 um, okay.
1: shortly after that, um, I think it's called The Maze of the Mad Mage, that's releasing as well. And those two are going to link a little bit together from each other. So, there's some new campaign books going to hit us in what they call the US the Fall period. So, for us, it's around August through to November or so. Okay. We're going to have some new books Books hitting the market. And there's lots of ancillary type products we're trying to bring in as well. Spell cards. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, We are
0: excited about this.
1: Um, branded character portfolios Where you can slip in your character sheet They'll have special slots Where you can put in your character oh, you Spell cool. cards as well um, it's a, You know, when people typically get involved in a hobby They try and find everything that they can Related to that item uh, You know, there's some small things We've got like uh, Beholder and Mind Flayer um, Dice pouches, you know yes. It's a little plush type thing You can zip open and keep your dice in We just really want to have everything That someone can imagine being available For the D&D brand bring all of those things in.
0: And I think, you know, I I know for some listeners might be like, oh, it sounds like a bit of a plug. But if you haven't been in the South African community, you don't realize how much of a, I don't know, boon, I guess, it is to be able to have access to these mm. things. So, I mean, Tristan, for example, they ordered a Xanathar's Guide uh, for his birthday, so they ordered it um, online and they waited – four months. So they all pre-ordered it so that mm. they could get it as sort of soon as it arrived excitement. And it came four months after that. And it just, you know, it's actually such a boon to be able to embrace your hobby, um, from a local store and also get it in time. So, cause I mean, you know, we all, if we all listen to podcasts, we all watch actual plays. I mean, people will bust the whole story for the maze of the mad mage. If, if you're mm. going to look, there's going to be spoilers. So it's, it's actually really cool that we can get it here. So, as although there is a slight push and we will totally have all the de- links in the description below to solar pop and to follow Stefan, if he wants you to follow him, unless if he's a very private person, and he's like, no, don't follow me. Um, but it actually is worth mentioning that it's, It's totally different for South Africa because I imagine, like, two, as you said, two years ago, year and a half ago, you couldn't get this stuff. You would have had
1: to have imported the products yourself, and then you have to deal with customs type items. Now, it's easy that someone else is taking charge of those things. Uh, We want to have the items here. You know, the, the hobby enthusiasts are very passionate. Uh, You don't necessarily need a lot of these things that I'd mentioned in order to play the game, but some people, they just like to have them because Mm. they are very dedicated to D&D. If you're looking at, for example, some of the new book releases, we've got a lot of stores that are part of what we call the Wizards Play Network, which is an international framework for tournament stores that Mm -hmm. host Magic Mm -hmm. the Gathering and D&D-related events. One of the benefits of being one of those stores is that you can sell a brand new release uh, of a core manual for D&D Two weeks before the official street date what? So instead of waiting four months Tristan For your book to arrive uh, from Tristan's abroad, also here yeah?
0: so that's why we're looking off in the corner Like wink wink
1: Um, You're able to get those from your local store two weeks before any other store would be selling it. Uh, You know, we're bringing in the alternate art covers, which is a limited edition print run for those serious collectors who are really looking to make those books stand out on their bookshelf. My
0: partner will die. Um,
1: So Mm -hmm. as I said, there's all these small things that we're trying to do to really give, you know, something towards the community. Keep everyone captivated, keep them enthusiastic and really reward them for the dedication they show towards the game.
0: And have the stores been keen? Because I mean, obviously... uh, as much as we're all the community and all that uh, stores and Solar Pop is running a business. So you wouldn't bring it in if people weren't excited by it or people weren't buying it, but are the stores really supportive, really keen?
1: Yes. No, I, uh, as I said before, it's, it's definitely our top RPG. Uh, we're very, very happy to support it. Um, Based upon the support that we receive from the local consumers as well, mm-hmm. the local retailers, as well as from our international partners who actually publish the games. So it's really, it's a network that really comes together and it's, it just makes for, makes for a great game. So we've, we've got about, I think it's a, roughly a dozen stores nationwide that run mm-hmm. D&D sessions on almost a weekly basis. Um, maybe we'll put it in the description, uh, you know, on the link afterwards that uh, there's a tool that someone can use if they're trying to find one of these stores nearby them. Uh, you can just identify the search parameters if it's 20 or 30 or 50 kilometers. Oh, so nice. you're be able to link up to these venues. Uh, you can see what kind of events that they're going to be running when it is happening. Uh, so you
0: have like a looking for group, but for stores. Exactly. Oh, that's uh, cool. Yeah, we,
1: we have some stores that, you know, they've, they've got four or five DMs linked affiliated to the store and they're hosting mm. various different sessions from beginner right through to intermediate right through to enfranchised um, so there's lots of opportunities for people to play and as I said get access to the product as well if they wanted to
0: oh that's that's really it's it's really rad to know and as you can see from so I'm like quite entrenched in the D&D uh, culture here but the fact that there's stuff I learned today just means we don't share our knowledge necessarily and so th- the fact that stores have these events is is epic because I'm, I also didn't know that were stores can get it two yeah. weeks before. I'm going a, I'm to a stand outside and go get my stuff.
1: Yeah, so, so, so you might have a store that just simply is retailing the book. It, it might be someone like a bookstore. They're carrying some of the manuals and they'll carry some of the starters, do, maybe do some dice. So, another, some, some of, of, of the bookstores carry it as well. Yeah. Like
0: generic bookstores. Generic
1: bookstores. Some of the chain stores uh, may, might be something like exclusive books for that what? matter that carry it because it links well to their okay. fantasy section. Uh, you my know. mind
0: is legitimately blown yeah. because exclusive books, they're fantasy. Fantasy section, okay, for me, because I read it a lot on fantasy books, was like minute, and the fact that they, guys, best day yeah. That's that's yeah.
1: awesome Ideally I wouldn't want anyone to have to order From abroad or so You know. You no, shouldn't be sure. having to drive more than 20 or 30 kilometers To get access to this product That's the ideal that we're trying to work towards <laughs> And as I said after you have the product You also want to be able to play somewhere A lot of people obviously play in, in, in home based groups mm-hmm. uh, But what a lot of the tournament type stores are doing They're trying to replicate that environment inside a store So the, the key thing about all these games That the stores are running Is it's a social thing you are not just selling a product, you're selling an experience. And a lot of people, they purchase these games, whether it be a board game, a card game, an RPG, and they go home and they play with their friends. But there's no reason why you can't replicate that environment and that playing experience inside a store. And often for a lot of these um, people that go to the stores to play, there are benefits associated with it. Um, sometimes you can get access to exclusive products, events, as I said, early sale product, uh, and so on. Uh, and that's what we're really trying to do is recreate that environment that takes place at home Inside a store.
0: Okay. All right. So we're coming to wrapping it up, but before we do, I just want to know what has been your favorite experience so far. I know you haven't had the most. Um, as yet, and what you're looking forward to, and what's your favorite power of your class? Tell us about your character. Let's find out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, so as I mentioned earlier, I've got a level three human fighter. Uh, his name is uh, Dillendor. Uh, actually, the inspiration one, one word. Yeah, Dillendor of Thunder Tree because like for my backstory. That's where I'm from. Uh, the fact that
0: you have a backstory. Your GM is amazing. Yeah. Your US players I'm are amazing. Sure. Yeah. Good job, everyone. Um,
1: yeah. Um, I have a longsword with which I'm... uh proficient, even better so with my uh, longbow. But uh, okay. so far as I said, with my unlucky dice rolls, <laughs> I haven't quite been able to realize that as much. But I'm a, I'm an eager fighter. I uh, always try to rush into the battles if I can. I uh, said, so, and there's a, there's a dragon, a fight with a dragon coming up that I'm really looking forward to. There's a lost mine that we're going to go and explore okay. that I'm really keen about. Uh, I like exploring the RPG side of it. I play a lot of RPG-based board games and like a lot of fantasy novels. So it's the first time I get to really steer the direction that the character is going as opposed to being a narrative that's being dictated to me by a, a, a writer
0: oh so is that one of your favorite would you say that's like your favorite bit about it the fact that you get to steer it?
1: i get to decide how i want to go about doing it yeah often you know you might read a fantasy novel and you're like i might have done things a little differently if i was in the sitting and now that i'm playing the game i can do exactly that i can you know approach my group and say but you know could we be doing this or how about this you know check with the dm do you think this is plausible or possible and so on and then as i said you, you really you taking on the direction that your character and sometimes your group is 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 going on
0: okay and then so i don't know if the bug has bit you yet but most people generally they make a character and then they're like oh you know it would be a really cool character this one or this one so do you have a touch word if this character died or if you went into a new game do you have a A kind of character that you think you'd be excited to play in the future?
1: I I do think so. So having having utilized the starter as as our first campaign, I start off with a pre-generated character, which Mm. I've enjoyed. Um, initially, getting into d I always thought I'd take on some sort of spellcasting type. Um, I like, you know, sorcerers and wizards and so on. But lately, I've been veering more towards a ranger type character. Oh, a
0: ranger. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: Um, so I think for the next setting, um, I'm, I'm going to create my own character. I'm okay. going to read up about it uh, and going to go into that. We already, during our session that we had earlier today, we were discussing the new release coming out late in the year and how <laughs> we need to, you know, maybe create new characters and so on for it. And, uh, you know, getting the next campaign going even before the current one is finished the bug has bit you yeah, for real
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right well stefan thank you so so much for taking the time uh they actually drove quite far after their DD session so we appreciate them and thank you for taking the time to come and be interviewed by us but also thank you for everything Pop does because now i'm like yes i know where to get my stuff um also birthday presents for everyone <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, well, it's it's been a pleasure being here. We really appreciate you guys giving us the time, and we appreciate the what what you guys are doing for the game as well. Ev- everyone's promoting the game in in some so- some way or form, and I think you guys are doing a great job.
0: Ah, uh, thank you. Yeah, we just we just want more people to play, and you know, uh, more more people, everyone, but also more females because uh, I think some people do feel um, a bit scared and. Maybe that's also where the stores come in. Sorry, I know we said we we're wrapping up, but one second. Um, maybe that's where the stores come in. Because also, if you're going to go play at someone's house and you don't necessarily know everyone, you might feel safer and better going to a store to play. So, um, yeah, we're all about helping other people get into games. And that's very much what you guys are into. So do you want to give a quick uh, how people can find you, how people can uh, get hold of Pop in case they don't want to read? But it will be in the description below.
1: Okay, so on social media, uh, you can find us on Facebook. It's just Solar Pop Distribution. We're on Twitter as well, Solopop, uh, solarpop.co.za. And then I mentioned earlier, Unplug Yourself is something that probably might be a bit more relevant to people in the genre. uh, then as well as on Twitter. Especially if you want to find out about local events that are taking place. Uh, for example, on the 16th of June, we've got an initiative we launched a few years back, National Board Game Day. Okay. And all we're encouraging people to do on that day is get together with your friends and family play some games, introduce new people to games or what we're encouraging our stores to do is to host just a day of gaming. So yeah. yeah, unplug yourself.co.za
0: unplug yourself.co.za and this has been Stefan Roots and I have been Carla Harris and this was Dames in Discussions with an Amazing Dude. If you're watching this on YouTube, don't forget to like, comment and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We try and deliver a video at least once a month. So it's usually these Dames and Discussions or D&D in real life, which we think are hilarious But if you're on our podcast side, please remember to rate and review us on your favorite podcast app, even on the podcast apps you hate and share us with your friends, foes, families, and familiars. As always, big thank you to Tristan and Wednesday who help edit our podcast and a thank you to Vid who makes the beautiful music that plays with it. And you can find all of us on the socials at Die, spelled D-U-M-D-U-M-D-I-E or you can mail us at dumdumdiepod at gmail.com. As always, thank you so much for watching slash listening slash being in our general vicinity and have a most amazing week filled with adventure.